Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor John and I discuss everything from hurricanes to the Queen of England, and we discuss this week's message in our series entitled A Living Hope. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. I want to say um, a special pre-hurricane edition. Yes, of hurricane, hurricane party, hurricane prep, hurricane. I, I hesitate readiness. to use the word party because <laughs> yeah. you get in trouble if you're like partying during a hurricane. That's true. Um, That's true. But uh, as Floridians, though, yeah. it's really not. We don't really. We have to pay attention when it's Cat Three. Yeah, we don't think think about it as much. This is a Cat Three. It looks like it's going to hit, but yeah. but we're inland, so it's a little. I bit looked different. this morning. Polk County, uh, Polk County is going to have twenty five to thirty five mile an hour sustained winds with gusts up to sixty five miles an yeah. hour and forty eight inches of rain. Yeah. Uh, we've is, had those storms before. That's a yeah, pretty good one, but it's yeah. not the worst we've seen. No, 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 no. It, for, for those that were around in 2017, that uh, Hurricane Irma was significantly worse for yeah, us. Yeah, Hurricane Irma was it was a full hurricane here. That, full, which is, full which hurricane. Is, uh, yeah. Cat one, which is 74 miles an hour. Yeah, up. and actually, it was Cat category two still oh. when it was in Polk County because we had. I know in my house they had, we had winds that were up at. 80, you know, 95 on 100 and 100 up to 110 miles an hour sustained. It was like, uh, you guys were in Dunedin. Yeah, Um, we we rode that out in a, a, that was a, it was, it was intense. That's a lot closer to the the beach as well, too. So here we don't, we don't worry about things like storm surge and stuff like, we don't worry about that. We do, we we can get flooding, but we don't worry about that. So what's our PSA for everybody listening today? What's our public service announcement? Be, be safe. Just, you know, be safe, but, but. You know, understand we we serve the God of the storm, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. if 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 Jesus can sleep in a boat in while the, there's storm going. while there's a storm going on, uh, he was not at all freaked out by the storms. And uh, I think our series kind of points to something greater than the the metaphorical storms in life, but this yeah. is a literal storm. So be safe and there's be smart too. I would be say smart. The, all all the all the electric companies and the municipalities are all put publishing what to do before, during and yeah. after the storm and just make sure you get your eyes on that and, yeah. and do those things. Yeah, absolutely. Be prepared. But then also remember that we serve a God that's bigger than the storm. At the Absolutely. same time, that doesn't mean that doesn't mean to be, you know, casual about it. But like you said, be safe, be smart, and uh, you know, I'm I, I don't know about you, but I'm getting text messages about about how the storm is tracking at different yeah, places, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. pretty consistently. Yeah, there's a my, we're recording phone, this at we're phone's re- blowing up. A, yeah, uh, <laughs> we're recording this at eleven fifteen on a Wednesday or on a Tuesday. Tuesday, not Wednesday. Wednesday we're closed, but on Tuesday, and there's usually an 11 a.m. kind of update, right? I think to the storm track. So we every every couple hours we get those sorts of things. But I, I did include a prayer. I put a prayer out on a daily prayer. One of the part part of the prayer was to still anxious hearts. And yeah. I think what you're saying is that how do we still that anxious heart? You know, when Jesus is stilling the, so how does that happen? It happens with. The awareness of the presence of, of God in the middle of the, the storm, which is the safest place to be. That's right. But I was especially was focusing on the children. Yeah, you know, they're 
they're going to be anxious in ways yeah. that, that are that you know grown-ups we can we can handle that but if you got kids around yeah definitely take a little more time with your children yeah. and and, um, and assure them that you've done all the important and right things to do and that 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 you're you're safe you can take them to a safe place and, and then you can have the spiritual conversation with them as well yeah absolutely um that's not what i wanted to open up talking no, about no it today. just happens to be the <laughs> hot item of the day right <laughs> um you know you and i both kind of kicked off our sermons this past week yeah. Uh, talking about uh, the Queen, Queen yeah. Elizabeth II, um, who passed away earlier this month and had her funeral service la- uh, a week ago yesterday. And um, uh, we both m- m- watched the funeral services and some of the the, the ceremonies and stuff that surrounded mm-hmm. that. And, and I just wonder if you talk about, you know, what was your sort of Obviously, we not, neither one of us had a personal connection with the Queen. <laughs> yeah, my buddy Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> like the same. Yeah, we would summer at Balmoral all the time. Um, but what? So how did? How was? You know, I talked a little bit about the connection that I felt towards Queen Elizabeth yeah. in my sermon. You know, my my grandmother. But what was your kind of thought about the Queen? before all of this and how much did yeah. you know about the queen and how much did you kind of track the well, monarchy I mean, and whatnot? Well, I mean, for you and I both, our entire lifetime, all the, the, the monarch yeah. of, of England has all has only been only Queen her. Elizabeth the second. So yeah. that's uh, so, so that's just she's just been this constant yeah. presence in the in this world of ours. Now, now I have a fun story about about Queen Elizabeth. And uh, when we I did my first internship assignment as a student pastor was in the southwest of Scotland. Yeah, and I'm having this conversation. Our daughters are. Probably seven, seven, and five, something like that. Maybe six, six, and four. And um, and I'm saying that before we go, I'm saying to them, we're going to get on an airplane, we're going to go to Scotland. And did you know that the Queen of England is also the Queen of Scotland? Mm-hmm. And their eyes all lit up. They got very animated, mm-hmm. and they got and they said, "Can we have a sleepover with the Queen nice. in, in the in the castle?" So I actually wrote a letter to the Queen, <laughs> and dic- 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 dictated it from what each one of them wanted to ask, each one in their own way, and got a very nice letter back from the lady lady in waiting saying well due to regulations about these things you can't have that so so that was other other than the regulations she would totally have invited the girls i'm pretty i just had this image of you know our daughters with throwing a leg over the queen of england in the middle of the night while they slept so no she's just always been this presence in in our lives and i love that you have what was the family connection again so my grandmother um my grandmother was uh, from this tiny little village in england uh uh, in the south uh, southeast of England, um, and she was a World War II bride. So she met my grandfather in in World War II while he was there serving, um, and so she was in that generation, right? So um, I'm not really sure how close in age they were, but not far. I mean, they were of the same generation, and my grandmother had um, my image of of my grandmother very similar, you know, white hair you know close crop looked, looked like the queen very in my eyes very much so as a child you know that there were so many similarities as the queen aged my grandmother aged now my grandmother's been gone for you know quite a while um but but uh so there was that always that kind of connection and i remember as a kid you know the the conversations about um just the conversations about the queen and the monarchy and 
and uh, they, you know, my my grandparents had a painting of 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 the uh, of part the Parliament Building in hazy London in their house, this big panorama painting. Uh, so there was there was always that connection for me. Just the so I've always been somewhat fascinated with the monarchy, somewhat fascinated with with Queen Elizabeth II. In the, the more recent years, as she has aged, um, and as her her grandchildren have aged, you know her her um, you know. Uh, Prince William is is you know a little a little younger than I am, um, but but his children are you know his his daughters roughly the same age as or his son is roughly the same age as my daughter. So that you know there's there's like all these little things you kind of kind of see some parallels. And then you know a few years ago um, I, I got to go to England. Um, yeah. On uh, uh, as part of a program through Fuller at Oxford and Cambridge and and. Um, I've always been impressed with the Queen's kind of uh, demonstrable faith, but uh, in the last probably 20 years, um, historians have even noted she's been more, even more um, outspoken about about her yeah. faith and about how Christianity has guided her, and um, and biographers have talked about that has been more of a behind the scenes thing, but but in recent last 20 years. Um, which is still a, a, a good chunk of her reign, she's been a lot more outspoken. And well, I think what's interesting about about her being a woman of faith is that mm. there is a connection in the country between yeah. the queen as a as a believer and and the, and the church. And so, well, she's, she's the head. In, of, I mean, she was the head, the head of the head church. Of, she was the head well, of the church. When, yeah. we land, when we landed in Scotland the next day, we, we uh, my. My supervisor and I went to the Holyrood House in yeah. Edinburgh, yeah. and the Lord High Commissioner of the Church of Scotland is mm-hmm. Princess Anne. Yeah, and so I'm from me to you, from Princess Anne. The next day that we're that we're in Scotland, because they have they have titles, they they have yeah. roles to play in, in in the church. They're they're honorary honorary titles, but they're they're coming out of a place of of, of genuine yeah. faith. which is really uh, really uh, interesting. In fact, she she died in Scotland, mm-hmm. which made her. Presbyterian at the time of death. Yeah. Well, actually, it was interesting. Is at, it, it, this is all this is talk about cutting room floor sort of things. I in 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 kind of looking back after the Queen's um, service, you know, reading a lot of articles. It's interesting that more often than not, when she was in Balmoral in Scotland, she worshipped at a Presbyterian church. Mm-hmm. She did not worship at a at a Church of Scotland or, or Church of England, uh, obviously, but but she worshipped at a small Presbyterian parish, and, and actually, uh, the 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 dean of that parish or the or the pastor of that that small church talked about the conversations he would have with her, and he would have conversations with her as a parishioner. She presented not as the that. monarch, and can you imagine that? I, yeah, I can't. I mean, just incredible to me, and and I think uh, I think. Um, there, there was a fair assessment of her deep convictions uh, yeah. for Jesus Christ and for the church. She took that role very seriously. Anybody that's done any kind of um, biographical research on the Queen knows that her stances, uh, especially early on, were, which were very unpopular regarding re- divorce, holding to the church's standards on divorce and, and things like that, that was very unpopular, but she she, she had some relationships suffer because of that. Um, she softened a lot of that uh, later on, but but she the reason she soft, softened off, you know, oftentimes was 
as an example of Christian charity and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. it, it was moved to the other direction. But my professor, um, when I was over there, he he and I talked, and, and he was Australian, so still in the realm, um, but not. And he had been a Cambridge um, Cambridge student, and he he said something to me. He's like, you know, she is probably the most thoroughly converted monarch that has ever sat on the throne. Um, there have been all the monarchs since Henry VIII have been the head of the Church of England, um, but only one of them has really taken that role as seriously. Um, you know, you said it's honorary title, is honorary title, but she really took that as a as yeah. a as a it challenge came from an authentic place uh, from an authentic place. So yeah. I, I and I and I think as you pointed out uh, very well in your message, the funeral service really reflected that. I think the Archbishop of Canterbury did a fantastic job presenting the gospel in light of her service and um and uh, so, yeah, it, it was an interesting week for us to be talking about uh, holiness in the face of hope um, or a, as an outgrowth of hope. And we were in the – still in the first chapter in Peter. We did turn the corner into, into the, the second two, yeah. second chapter. But as you're kind of approaching this, we knew that the, the overall theme was that the living hope of Jesus Christ leads to the ho- a, a yeah. holy life. How were you um, approaching that text, thinking about? We both have to go back and talk about what we talked about the week before, oh, and boy, then go yeah. in, go, yeah. on, go into this week, so that there's some continuity for folks that w- missed week one. I mean, you talk you talk about some editing room floor things here, just the gaping holes that you could drive a truck through <laughs> from last week and <clears throat> and even this week. And if you notice that the you know, 18 through 21, the, which is this rich language about the shed oh, blood goodness, of Jesus yeah. Christ and yeah. the whole grounds for all this stuff. I summarized it. I said this is the this yeah. is the thing that allows this that gives gives the source of that that hope and I and I moved on. There's a whole there's there is the gospel. Yeah. Um in in a in a few verses, not not in one verse like you have in other places, but the gospel in a few verses that that really was was worthy of of un, of unpacking. So, but because we had kind of dealt with that last week we dealt with it this week and it's going to be this continued theme throughout yeah. peter i feel like this that's the good thing about preaching through a book of the bible yeah is that you have you have the cumulative effect if you've got someone who's going to go who's, who's in church or listening all all throughout the series they're going to get the weight this is a repeated theme yeah in, in peter so you, you feel like you you get a little more you can, you can have more of a pass on that yeah uh, at least uh, at least i did on that on that part of it but uh but no the main the main thing was that you know you have at that a connection between holiness and hope yeah and uh, i was really trying to build out the the idea of holiness and just ta- attach that hope which we hit hard last week touched on again today and sort of landed with uh, la- landed with today cuz that that th- that theme of hope and um is 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 that tapestry thing that you it's woven through this yeah. entire and throughout through the entire letter and, yeah um, so i wanted to get that i wanted to unpack this the idea of holiness and i wanted to get uh, and we did it differently didn't we oh um, sure we, yeah we, yeah we did it differently but it's the but it's the same idea you, yeah. your words were to to be different yeah which you, you use that term, you, you use the term, use separate, the word yeah. different yeah. and separate several yeah. times over. I really highlighted, you, you know, you, you leaned into the, the um, you quoted a separation from the profane. You know, you mm. were, you, that's what holiness, you know, looks like. And for and, me, just – And you put detail around the profane, which yeah. is your past and yeah. so many elements of culture around us. Yeah, and you're right, man. This was, this was one of the – and I don't – I mean I, – I have to remember what you just said is that we're in this series and so there's opportunities to go and pick up things that we didn't necessarily get to 
you know, kind of flesh out as much. I mean, you went back into chapter one, verse one, to talk about the exile thing, mm. which I mentioned, but see, I had talked about it the week before a little bit yeah. more. Although, cutting room floor situation, I actually had a whole kind of paragraph and a half last week on what it means to be a stranger and, and, and the impact of that. But I cut that out in week one because I went, as I was looking through week two, I knew that that theme was going to come back. So I was like, well, I can do a little bit more with it. Yeah. Still didn't do as much with it. Because we know it's coming up again. As, we, yeah, we exactly. Have to give the, be ready to give the defense. Yeah. So I, I, um, the, I, I struggle with that. I mean, I, I preached long this Sunday. I preached long this Sunday before, because to me, there's just when and, and this is a short book of the Bible. I mean, this is not. This is this is a this is a this is a, a lunchtime read. I mean, you can yeah. read this in less than a lunch but hour, it, it but it's dense. so dense. And and we're doing, I mean, we're doing a long series in this, right? I mean, but it could be three times as long. Yeah, I mean, the, the, these sections that we're reading each week, yeah, these ten verses, say of these pericopes, they 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 could be, we we could have three verses. Oh, absolutely, and and because Peter does some really interesting, he does such interesting things with language. In this, and this is one of the so this is kind of nerding stuff that neither one of us has done. One of the reasons people, uh, critical scholars, debate the authorship of Peter in this is because, because the language is so poetic and it's sophisticated, and there's liter- literary elements that are that are uh, very advanced, um, and and Peter. Went to fishing school, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't. Yeah, yeah. He didn't go to seminary. He wasn't, and, you know. And he was constantly tripping all over himself, and he was to, constantly tripping over his, his words. His now, now the alternative to that is, well, he's he's an he's an you know he he's been at this a while. This is not new. This is you know thirty years into his 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 ministry life. Um, he's bumped shoulders with some highly intelligent people like Paul. Uh, he's picked up a few things and he's got time on his hands because he's in a in a Roman prison. So um, he can and in all likelihood, he's probably got a uh, a scribe with him who's helping him craft mm-hmm. the letter because at this point, even Peter himself later acknowledges that the letters that that the apostles are writing are scripture because he talks about Paul's letter. You know, all, all things in Paul's letter, like like all scriptures, he makes the comparison between Paul's letters and other scriptures. So there's this sense of they understand this is going to stand the test of time, or that's their their prayer. Um, but man, talk about just some of the, the the some of the language, you know, just that he uses, and like the word exile, or the word you know sojourner that he picks up, and he just drops that little motif throughout the letter I and mean, just yeah. things like that the word perishable that that pops up so often and imperishable right, i gotta i gotta ask you about the one though that was it was it was a fun moment there uh gird up your loins yeah you like that one <laughs> well see that was one of those i, I didn't went, get a chance to do that i want to go look i wanted to check the website now that, i want you know, art of manliness art of manliness so i wanted to so one of the this is one of those things where you debate right and uh, I told you after the service, you know, I, I felt bad for the our tech booth people because um, I, I wasn't quite sure how this the sermon was going to be organized. And um, I, I went back and forth and back and forth about what things to include and what things to not include. But this part about the, the girding the loins, it's funny for us in, in the Western world, but I wanted them to understand that 
Peter is making a very serious point to his original prepare, readers. Prepare. It's it's a battle. Yeah, prepare for battle. And and in and later in chapter two, he actually picks up that language of battle, um, which we'll we'll kind of see. Like you just said, we're going to get to go back and talk a little bit about this this past Sunday and this Sunday is because he uses that. And the idea is because holiness is such a serious thing. And so um, when I when I when I picked up in the the original language that prepare your minds for action is really the phrase gird up your loins um i was like okay i know that phrase but i have no idea really what it means i mean i i've heard that my whole life um from people and i know that it means you know get ready to do something but where does that come from what does that actually look like um which maybe that's that's a well, that's a gird good, and loins that's right. are words that are not in the common <laughs> vernacular today. We don't gird things these days, yeah. and we don't talk about loins other than. But you know that loins. phrase. You'd heard that phrase have, before, yeah. right? And I've heard that phrase before, yeah. but I still had no idea where it yeah. came from, and I didn't know. The image I always have in mind is the is the running father in the prodigal son. Yeah, you know, when the father runs to because the, the, you know because the robes just he, like uh, the picture that you showed the, the robes you you can't run you can't yeah. do that if you don't address your feet. Yeah. And the so tripping to, kind of yeah. action, yeah. But so those are like the little details, and I, I, I have I make a decision. You know, what details am I going to pull out mm. for application purposes, um, or for, um, yeah, for I mean, really, it's application purposes because in that case, I wanted people to understand that, you know, to get to the whole idea that when Peter says, "Conduct yourselves with fear." Uh, I know a lot of people in the church. They like to. They want to strike out the word fear from Scripture right. constantly, um, because they never want to. They feel like they should never approach God with fear, because Jesus has opened the way. My buddy Jesus. Yeah, and 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 it's true. We have this great access to God because of the blood of Jesus Christ, and yeah. yet at the same time, we better never forget that there is a reverence that goes along with that. Right. That, that's the concern when it's only my buddy Jesus. That's the concern that I have. That 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 we lose the. We lose the sovereignty yeah. and the holy otherness of of Him as God. Yeah, and so it, like you said, talking about the separation from the profane, dealing with the folks in in vine. Not that there's this, but there there is a little bit of flippancy when it comes to certain conduct, right? And that's how Warren Wiersbe describes the contrast between yeah. the fear and the flippancy. That was a good word. Um, and. Uh, I, I was so glad I remembered to credit Wearsby when I said that because I f- did not have it in my notes, but I did remember where I picked that uh-huh. word up from. Uh, because that isn't—I mean—that's how we deal with. That's how we view sin. And, and as you talked about the the the, prof- the profanity side of things and the profane side of things, we do. You know, we look at things kind of like, ah, who cares? Yeah, it's uh, uh, it's one of my. It's one of my pet peeves. <laughs> I, I did a little little sidebar on that pet peeve, but it was tying into the idea of what is the what does it mean to be profane? Because mm-hmm. you know, you kind of wish that he would uh, articulate it a little detail bit, that. Detail he, it he did it at the end about about yeah. what what is it, what are we avoiding with yeah. the malice and the hypocrisy and things like that? But you know, we, we want so so there has to be something categorically in there. That's yeah. I've, I've thought about this for a while. That <clears throat> you know, we think of sin and. Um, I think some people would struggle to um, put things on a list of yeah. sin. Yeah. 
and yet there's content to it. Yeah. And so we have to say it has to say something. So then, and profane the profane mm. has to go on that which is uh, just is dishonoring and displeasing to God has to go on that list. So, yeah. well, and Paul certainly doesn't shy away from no, putting lists, lists, lists together. There. And right? people don't like the list, and people I understand like why they don't like the list. But I think the lists are there to to, to help. But don't get, you think get some granular for us? Yeah, and don't you think some of that lack of because I was just talking to our college and young adult guy, and he's getting ready to do. Um, a thing on truth with his college and young adult students. And he knows that that's going to be a struggle. So don't you think the whole idea of, I don't want to list out what it means to be holy or what it means to be unholy. Is that really, do you feel like it's, it's, partially because people struggle with this articulation of truth as truth was like it's a profane for you john but it's not profane for me or it's holy for for you zach but that doesn't mean it has to be holy for me i can be holy and do this and that do you know you 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 know what i'm saying i think yes well even profanity you know profanity is culturally culturally contextually given so what may may be profane i mean we, we would say you know, a bloody mess. Yeah, it's something's a bloody mess. And that, but in England, in England, that, that is that, that's yeah. you, you get your mouth washed out with soap for that. So <laughs> uh, that is a it's a different has because you know, we don't have that that background with it. So yeah, I do think that, and I do, but I think part of it too is that is that if we have if we na- if we name it, yeah, if we name it, we're responsible for it. Yeah, if we if we name that this is something that is. Um, not of God. That is on. That is profane. That is on the on a sin list. On the yeah. sin side of, a, of of naming things, then we then we're we're responsible for it. And I think yeah. that and we don't we don't a we don't want to be responsible for it because then then we feel like we're going to be judged. And the answer is we are. Yeah. But B most importantly, we feel like we're going to stand before a holy God and He's going to burn a hole through our souls mm-hmm. because of that. And he would were it not for Christ. Yeah, and that's kind of where you you know, you went with your with your applications at the end. And and the thing that I, I really appreciated is you you stated this whole idea of making holiness a priority, which is a big point of this passage. But at the same time, you said don't you talked about don't get don't get so worried about perfection right. that you throw up your hands when you realize you can't meet that yeah. holy standard. I think, I think perfectionism is the, is almost an enemy of, of, of holiness. holiness. Yeah, absolutely. Because, yeah. because of that, because yeah. it, be, and, I, that, and that's a very practical thing. You know, when you, when you're around long enough, you see people, either what they say, what they do, or what they don't say, don't do, you see these things happening. So that, that's a person who has just said, I'm, I'm already lost. Yeah. How many times have you heard that? Oh yeah. I'm already lost. So I won't even try. I'm not even going to try. And, yeah. Uh, and what is it? They're what? What are they reacting to? They failed. Yeah. And yeah. and if I get the chance to talk to them and say, "Yes, you did." Yeah. <laughs> so what? Uh, you, you could that. Therefore, therefore, your response that your your action on that is to is to just abandon every possible good thing in, in life. Yeah. That's your response. Yeah. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Well, and it's also not. That's not how people treat any other aspect of their life. Right? Yes. I mean, they they yeah. do not say, well, because because I fell off my bike once or twice, I'm not going to yeah. get on the bike and I'm going to keep riding it because I, you know, got a poor grade on a test. I'm going to just I'm going to quit school. You know, we don't treat any other aspect of our life, but because this there's this image of this, um, and I want to say this properly because God is a judge, but He's not a judge. You know, God is our judge. But he's also a judge that is our advocate, right? So you have God as the judge and Christ as the advocate. So he, he because of our imperfections, because of our sinfulness, he jumps in, which is what why Peter 
continually cycles back around to this being born again and then the the salvation by the precious blood the ran- he, in this passage he talks about the we're ransomed by the precious blood of yeah, Jesus I love what he, you did with that yeah he he he, cy- he connected that to hope i mean you, yeah. this random uh, ransom by by Christ is you have the hope in the here and now and you have the hope in the, in the future well and to it. me i think peter does that too to to underscore again going back to that girding your loins thing how seriously god took our sin is that he and he and Peter's like in case you forgot from like you know ten verses ago, which I already went over this. Um, this is how seriously God took your sin, and not to 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 thump you for your sin, but He actually took your sin so seriously that He sent Jesus to die, and He ransomed us by the shedding of His blood. So don't so don't don't profane the seriousness with which Jesus has taken this by by throwing up your hands which you said yeah. by throwing up your hands and saying I can't do it no of course you can't do it <laughs> but Christ on your behalf does it and when yeah. we you know live into that thing in, in verse you know chapter 2 verse 3 he says um, if you know it, since you've tasted the pure milk you know or if you've tasted the pure milk this is an interesting translation thing and um, in the NIV, he says, "Since you have tasted the pure milk um, of of salvation," the ESV says, "If you've tasted the because that it's and, a little more con- it's a, a little, one's a little more conditional and one's more um, same." But it, it to me the, the all that tie together, I don't know that I really laid it out as well when I'm talking through it as it was in my head. <laughs> but, yeah, well, you, I mean, you landed with. You're just the internal work yeah. for a person to, 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 in light of everything that that Peter has been writing about. What am I hoping for? Like yeah. to, to just to be able to articulate that and 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 to say that uh, if it's anything else else but but Jesus Christ and all that, that that He brings, we really need to reexamine our lives. Yeah, oh, that was very helpful. Yeah, and you need to really examine our lives because more than likely we're we're prone to all those things He's warning about at, at the end, and we're prone to them already. But man, if it, if it's not Jesus Christ, then then it, you know, if it, if it is Jesus Christ, put it the, the, the you said it the other way. Mm-hmm. If it is Jesus Christ, holiness will follow that. Yeah, it will follow. And I love, by the way, how His holiness be holy. It's another one I should have. Spent some time on. Be holy in all you do. Yeah, oh, that was. It's a know, conduct thing, as, as opposed to just I'm going to stand here static and hover over, yeah. hover with my feet over three feet off the ground because I'm so so incredibly holy in my condition. Yeah. So no, no, live your life, and as you're living your life, live a holy life. And one of the things that both of us did was that our holiness will tra- and, and Peter does this we, we did this because Peter does this will translate in in how we treat other people yeah you know he goes through the whole he does give a list you know lying and malice and anger and 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 envy and and uh, hypocrisy and all that and then you know when you're talking about making holiness a priority you know you said it will it will affect even how we disagree. You know, you're talking about disagreeing without demeaning. Uh, yeah, and yeah. you use the illustration of, of George, George Washington, Washington with his adversaries. And I thought that was really a great way to kind of frame that idea that holiness isn't this hovering two feet, three feet off the ground in total meditative prayer, 24-7, 365. It is something that is... Your, your image of that same thing, by the way, was yeah. the monk monk in the monastery that's who right. just nothing, does nothing but pray pray yeah. all day long. He yeah. even got down, crouched down the prayer position when he did it, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's the same idea. Yeah, it will show up in how we live our lives, and that's mm-hmm. the, the you know as when I put it with the Matthew twenty two, you know, the greatest commandment, the holiness that we have for God demon- is demonstrated in the holiness that we have with one another, yeah. and um, 
if we find ourselves in that kind of emotive anger filled, and I wish I had really pulled in what you did, which I thought was great about the disagreements, the political, because that's another big kind of uh, trip up point for yeah. most, and and really evangelical Christians are some of the chiefest of sinners. Um, that idea of yeah, disagree, but but don't demean, don't dehumanize, don't because yeah. that's really what Peter's taught. I mean, if you claim Jesus Christ, then disagree, but disagree with love. You know, disagree yeah. with holiness. Now, that's as, a whole as, lot harder to work work out because the disagree part is the starting point. Yes, the, the argument and 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 the society is saying that if you don't agree with me, you are the enemy. Exactly, and we're saying, well, no, I'm not, I, no, that's, that's not that's not it. But isn't that part of being strangers in this culture? <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, that's that is part, a big that, part of being that, strangers. That's in this a culture. big part of being a stranger because we culture. can, in fact, disagree and argue your ideas and uh, about how things are and what you perceive to be true. Yeah, and I still can care about you as an individual, and yeah. I can care for you as an individual. Yeah, uh, that's the, the, those two are not mutually exclusive. Although, the, although we tend to make them that way in society. Yeah. All right, we can't we can't close without talking about stretch assignments. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought that was uh, that was great. I, I had not heard that corporate phrase in corporate America. I've been oh, out, have you I've not? Been out, I've been out of corporate America long enough. I get the idea, and, I get, I, and I, I'm sure I did it and was encouraged my staff to do it as well. But the phrase stretch assignment was, was, was great, and I love what you did with that. I love it because it's really, again, you said it a minute ago, it's about holiness is about the actions that we take. Mm-hmm. It's the things that we do. Yeah. And it's um and it's and it and it includes doing things that we may not think that we're capable of doing. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, the thing yeah. that's interesting is you just you know, I struggled with with some of the application points with this message throughout the week and just it was a lot of prayer and just a lot of Go, you know, you've probably been there. You go through the text, you think you have an idea what you're going to do, you pray, and then you start to put it together, and it just does not, something's missing. You just feel like something's missing. So you go back to the passage and you read the passage and you pray through the passage and you unpack, you know, commentaries. Well, one of the words I had not really honed in on was that word earnestly. And the first probably three readings that I I did, and when I kind of did the word, um, when I did the the word kind of study with that, in uh, it's um, it's in chapter one verse twenty two, it 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 has this idea of stretch out the hand, right? So it's this idea of stretching out the hand, and so I like that stretching idea uh, is so stretching out. Yeah, it's so profound to me this idea of of this intensity of it, and I started thinking about. The th- what is a stretch? A stretch is a good thing that you do. I mean, you, you're a runner. I'm a runner. You stretch before, you stretch after. Um, some of the most painful parts of the running are the stretching right? yeah. because you're trying to get your muscle to warm up. And um, and it was something, too, that the stretch assignment idea came to me because Julie and I have had a lot of conversations. She's in corporate uh, the corporate world. She works for a large medical device company. And for the last, um, basically since 2021, uh, the beginning of 2021, she's been on an extended stretch assignment with her company, you mm. know, and she's been, you know, um, she works part time. Um, and when she's not working, you know, when she's working part time, even that's from home, except that, uh, you know, every six to eight weeks, she's had to travel, you know, she travels to to Puerto Rico and Mexico and, and Fort Lauderdale and um, plants all over the world, really, where 
she's she's a production man a production level uh, efficiency expert so they'll bring in t- to another look at a product line but that's a stretch assignment it's not in her job description mm. um, she's qualified to do it but it's it's not uh, it's 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 not in her comfort zone because you know for those three or four days that she's there it's very intense it's people she doesn't know it's it's uh, for the most part people she doesn't know it's you know traveling with with you know on lines that she's not as familiar with whereas you know when she was you know been in lakeland these are lines that she's very familiar so anyway she's having to stretch beyond herself so that was where that whole idea came well, from. But and, to tie that to the idea of loving each other, yeah, exactly, deeply with yeah. that kind of stretching kind of uh, yeah. type of a type of love, I thought that was really really helpful. And and even as you were saying that, you know, Seal used to be a my wife used to be a massage therapist, and she yeah. would talk about how the muscles when you stretch them, there's actually a network uh, around the, the muscles called the myofascia, and you have to hold the stretch mm. long enough. Before it then will, the myofascial will release. Release, yeah. And once it releases, then you've reached a new level of of, of flexibility, flexibility, yeah. and, and all that. So, so I think that applies here as well to push your meta, to push your metaphor a little bit. Boy, the, the, you have to stay with this stretch yeah. assignment, and sometimes it's going to get get hard right away, and uh, and you'll find some difficult things, and people again throw their hands up in the air and say it's too hard. Yeah. And I think that the, the the metaphor of a stretch assignment would say no, stick with it. Yeah, stick with it because there will be a there will come a point when what was once very difficult is now easy and a joy because you know as well as I do you get to that stretch point and you get a little bit further it feels a lot better and you know you sink into uh, it a little ooh, bit more yeah. and then when you get up you're a lot more limber, uh, limber and 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 moving so yeah that idea too and and I think both of us have an eye towards the the following week when you're doing these series um you, you know you closed out by talking about the us yeah i hit it i hit it hard on the, at the I, I leaned in hard for the next week so yeah and so i i was kind of holding that a little bit that idea of the us you know because you pointed out um which i will do this week about the collective second person you know it's it's the you all it's the yeah. y'all, yeah, all it's, y'all it's not just to you uh, john fullerton it is to you yeah. it is to me but it is to us as well yeah. and i love that idea because a lot of what we're going to be talking about next this next week is about the collective community yeah. um, of faith and and so i was thinking through that idea from the standpoint of we've got to be able to dig in and also thinking about the week after that which i'm not i don't give too much away we get into some real deep weeds just yeah. deep as if we did as if we haven't already but I, so, yeah but yeah, con- yeah, yeah. Contra- yeah, you're right. controversial deep weeds yeah. um there's yeah. some i mean we 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 we're gonna hone in on three segments of society uh and how do we how do we respond as christians and it's gonna take some stretching for people to i think us included, I think. To yeah. I, by the way, I love um, that the way you lifted up Jackie Hansen in our church. Oh yeah. And uh, I, don't I had to get her permission. I, I had to get know, her permission. Always ahead of time. do, right? Yeah. Uh, but but you were you were so right. And and anybody who knows Jackie Hansen, mm-hmm. anybody who's listening who doesn't know her, just needs to know that she she is really. You know, when you talk about saint, we use the mm-hmm. lowercase s to talk about these. Are, these are the holy ones. Yeah. Actually, the word saint literally means holy ones. Holy one. ones. Yeah. And she is she she is a saint. Well, and and that was one of those things too, where it's like you know God's providence; He just p- points to what you need to look at. And uh, I literally, I mean, I'm probably I, I started counting how many times in the week I had passed by Jackie's office, and she was just in prayer with somebody. And some people I knew because they're church folks, and and some people I definitely did not know. Um, and then so she, I sometimes I you know I'll go sit down with her talking about an event or whatever, and then she'll kind of debrief whatever you know and. And I'm just, 
and I was like, that's, I look at her door and her door says, you know, administrative uh, executive or, or, or something to that effect, uh, uh, executive administrator, something to that effect, but she's an administration here, right? She's, she's booking rooms and making sure ACs get turned on and, and making sure she's custodians, so much more do, than that. but she is so <laughs> much more than that and does a lot of pastoral work, which she doesn't even think of it that way because she's just thinking, I'm just being, I'm just being a follower of Jesus Christ. And there's a person that needs and, and, and what's amazing is she doesn't slough off the stuff that's part of her job. She's excellent at that too. And God gives her the the margin to be able to sit at those divine appointments. And she was kind of embarrassed when I asked her. I'm like, but but literally I came in to ask her that permission. Before I could ask her, she was telling me a story about you know, one of the people that just come Somebody in and, was, and, and, yeah. and, and she was she on the phone and, and what can we do? With, and yeah. I said, well, actually that's why I'm here, you know? Um, uh, but you know, she's so meek and humble about it that she was like, Oh, I guess. Okay. You know, she's like, <laughs> I can see her. If y'all didn't see that, Zach just made a great, great Jackie Hansen face. Yeah. Uh, very, very, uh, but isn't that the, I mean, that's the imitate me as I imitate Christ, yeah. you know, as Paul says, you know, it's, we need, we need human examples. And yeah. It's really nice to lift up, Jackie, as a human example of what it means to follow Christ, she'll be the first one to tell you that she follows him faultingly, and she yeah. is, she can tell you her sins. Yeah, but in the, even this week, we're going to talk about the idea that people will will look at us, the collective us, and the individual us, and that will cause them to glorify God. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. That's the hope: is that people will look at us as strangers. And they will glorify God as a response. So, uh, you know, if anyone missed Pastor John's message this week, missed my message this week, fpclakeland.org, go to the worship page and click on the sermon archive. Uh, you can see complete services. Um, always a pleasure to do that. And if you missed any one of our episodes of Orange Chair Preaching, be sure to check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud. Subscribe so you can know when a new episode drops. Like it, share it with your friends. And stay safe and smart. Yes, and yes. For uh, those that are in Florida here, and uh, be be uh, be um, close to Jesus Christ in your family this this next couple of days. As as you, I uh, pray the same thing for you, John, uh, as well. That you as well. You guys be smart and safe. Well, I mean, you're always smart, but be safe. Um, and I know you got a full house coming, so try to find some comfort in that. <laughs> it's too. coming to your house. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you uh, got thank, a full house too. Thanks, thanks for hanging out with us, John. And uh, we'll see everybody next time. <laughs>